Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's your girl Forens, the fiance. And we're back. Um Can I just say I feel um okay. I feel self-conscious now when I say one doc because and like oh, yeah we say it every time like it's not like no, a pre-recorded no but I love it so much like literally like it just makes so sense. did I till we got an interesting I got an interesting we got an, yeah do you know when I said that to you like I didn't even think about that but because yeah, that just crossed basically one of my friends sent us a voice note saying that she really likes the podcast and whatever episode and she was like I think it's really strange that forens like just repeats one doc randomly and I was like no it's not repeats one doc randomly do you know what I mean like it just is what it is and it just came naturally it was born from a natural je ne sais quoi of the convo but yeah you know at some point that's something you didn't think was a thing and then you're like oh shit like that's how i feel like when i started making youtube videos and i would like listen to my voice back or like look at myself i started realizing things that i never realized in real life mm. so i think it's, it's it's not it's not always great to uh look at yourself or hear opinions on on oneself yeah yeah but yeah yeah the one doc will continue amen um so what are we doing today we are doing Louis Thoreau. Um, wait, what is Theroux. the rest of it? The city addicted to crystal meth. The city addicted After to crystal After watching this documentary, are you still going to be like, you want to do crack? No, because I, when I say crack, I never meant like crack cocaine. I meant like a line of coke. But even okay. though, also, because I, I, I recently kind of shared this podcast at like work. We had this thing where we had to tell people about ourselves and it came up. But anyways, I yeah. <laughs> I just want to emphasize, I did not, I do not want to do cocaine. I just say this like as a joke because like we've been in lockdown so long and I just feel like I've deprived and suppressed myself of so much to like, I'm going to go Let crazy. Let me just go I'm ham. Not. Yeah, no, yeah. she never would. She wouldn't. She I would. never would. Li- li- jokes aside, like my nose is staying clean, literally and figuratively. Yeah. So. Um... So yeah, this documentary is based in Fresno, California. Mm. And this reminded me of Tony from Where's Girlfriends Fresno? because that's where Tony's from. Okay. In Girlfriends. You know she acts all bougie and it's like, you are from Fresno. This is the Fresno that she's from. And not to say that you can't get out, do you know what I mean? Get out of the hood. Of course you can. Mm. Of course you can. Um, but yeah, so it opens up with Louis and he's in the car with a policeman. And he asks how much of the crime in Fresno is meth related, right? And the cop is like, oh, yeah, at least 50% or more, which is actually kind of crazy. Like, at least half of the crime is related to this drug. So if not for this drug, then there'd be 50% less crime. Do you know how Just, hard that is? That's very crazy. But I'm wondering, is this where Breaking Bad is then based? Have no, you watched Breaking no. Bad? Breaking Bad is based in Albuquerque, which is New oh, Mexico. I thought it was based in um, LA. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's New Mexico. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's New Mexico. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think it is New Mexico. I don't know why that information came to my head with such vigour. Like, I was like, no, yeah. it's definitely New Mexico. Um, yeah, Breaking Bad was a good series. I think it took me ages to get into it. Like, I watched from season one, episodes one to four, on, like, three different occasions. I just couldn't get into it. Mm-mm. And then when I started to realise that it's not so much about the plot, but more about the character development. The development. That's I what I was like, open. My eyes, uh, I was like, this is an amazing show. The scales show. fell, yeah. This yeah. is an amazing, the scales fell from my eyes. It's from crazy. From my when eyes. That, that transition <laughs> of, what was his name? Was it Will? Walter. Walter White. Walter from um, what he was yeah. initially Teacher to what to he ended up as. Drug Lord. Listen. Fam. Beautiful. Th- that show is remarkable. 
Also, Speaking I'm of very... beautiful... Oh, okay, okay, go on. No, no, go on, no. go Because this is so off-brand, like, off, not off-brand, off, like, not related. But speaking okay, of things that are beautiful, mm-hmm. um, last week, Friday, I had a peanut... So it's in creams, okay? It's a peanut mm. butter um, cookie dough with, mm-hmm. like, caramel sauce. It's gluten-free for anybody. This sounds, like, way too much going on. No, and then sauce so caramel ice dough... cream. Okay, and then it, it had, like... And then it had um, ugh, meringue, like, crumbles. I like don't have a massive sweet tooth that sounds like a lot no 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 it was absolutely i've never had a dessert this good in my life from creams did it even come like because probably yes but do you know why it was so good because the peanut butter um no the peanut butter cookie dough had like the um savory flavor to it. it wasn't too sweet then the salted caramel also counteracted the sweetness of the caramel sauce and then the caramel with the oh okay oh, Jamie oh, yeah I think salted cas is amazing like salted yeah. cas is my fave um yeah. the but that was the first time that. I'd had salted cas that was not like either low fat or dairy free so I really had the full uh, yeah full, it's oh, a lot isn't it do you know the Hagen does mm. one is amazing because it has like this like brittle in it and oh, I don't God. know what that shit is yeah but it is remarkable like if you ever just mm. want like me to love you forever just get me hung down so it has and i will love you for life mm, for yes, life i got her one and yeah didn't, yeah, didn't change lowercase, much lowercase l over e um <laughs> <laughs> so what was i gonna say oh, i don't remember okay 50 percent so, less crime yeah no i was gonna say something else but i don't remember it wasn't related to the documentary oh okay we'll come back never to mind. it um Okay, never mind. Anyway, so 50% less crime would be the case if not for meth, okay? Crazy. And Walter White. So um, in this in this town, city, this place, you know in America, they'll states and cities, I don't know. But everyone knows someone who's been impacted by meth. And he mentions a few things, this police officer. Everything from uh, domestic violence, child abuse, property crimes, theft, vehicle burglaries. Like so many things can occur because perpetrators are addicted to meth yeah and i feel like addiction is criminalized um but it shouldn't be it should be treated like an illness because like it's an illness do you get what i mean in terms of like being addicted to things um so louis through our babe is on a ride along like literally he's he's like on a ride along or we're in a bando like trap trap in a bando i don't want to look like you <laughs> and the cameras are there and i just think how did they get permission to film this. Yeah, because they didn't even blur out, like, the perpetrators' faces yeah, as well. Literally. I was like, whoa. How much did they pay them for? Literally. And how much of that money did they spend on crack? Like, I don't Literally, <laughs> literally, literally. So this house is a mess. Like, mattresses on the floor, dishes everywhere. And Louis telling us how there's, it's like... a trap house. Yeah, it's trap trap, literally. And how like, three kids live there. And he's like, oh, can't you call, you know, social services? And the officer was like, well, no, you know, there's food in the fridge. It's just a little bit messy. And I want to say a little bit messy. I it mean, messy and me dirty of, are not the same. Thing. No, but it reminds me of. Do you remember Thingy's house from? Um, this is Dan Schneider. Um, what's her name? Oh, Cleggett. Cleggett. It reminds me of Cleggett's house, but like, yeah, it was just disarray. Worse. It was disarray. It was dirty. It it, was it dirty, looked like yeah. it could. You couldn't function in that house. And maybe like, like when he goes in it, he's like, and... oh god. And you just wonder what the stains are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With stains on mattresses, yeah, I just you just. Like, it could, what is it? It's like the episode of The Office, yeah, where... Um, where he, I was thinking about when he goes... He has the black down. light. He has the black light, and he's like, it's either blood, urine, or semen. And he's like, God, I hope it's urine. <laughs> but then then Dwight looks at him crazily, but I was like, bro, I would hope what it's urine too. What else would you want? I would also hope it's urine. 
yeah but like okay to be fair like i have like a coffee stain on my mattress but if you saw it you'd be like oh that's so gross that's what i'm saying any st- that's what i'm saying any stain on a mattress it just it's worse it just than worse when it's on a mattress, on a mattress. yeah and, like, you can't just put a mattress in a washing machine you can't just do that yeah, so like, the stain the is just gonna stain forever <sighs> mattresses are expensive yeah. man no it's actually yeah it's this that house is disgusting and when Louis goes in it, he's like it's quite gross isn't it like, the way he talks, like, guys, I'm sorry, but you just need... If you have not watched, like, a Louis doc in your life, what are you doing? Yeah, just like, watch one. he always does these outrageous documentaries. Then his, like, personality is and always his, his so disposition. funny. Exactly, in relation mm-hmm. to the things going on around him. Like, yeah. the funniest one was the swingers one, which I wanted us to do, but we've done enough about swingers. Like, there was a swingers ah, one where they were literally having... Yeah, we could do it. But they were literally having sex next to him. And he was just, like, trying to interview the guy that was in the middle of having sex. <laughs> and he was just like, bro. Louis, no. he's, so, he's so, like, he's so strange. So like, there's even one bit where, like, he's asking this guy about method stuff. And he's like, do I, am I coming across as quite judgmental? Because obviously he's asking these questions. And, like, you, yeah. when this is so far away from the life that you live, like, you, you, you will only seem judgmental, even if you're really yeah. just trying to inquire. Like, the kind of questions that you'll ask and maybe the way that you'll ask them, just based on the life that you've lived and what you know, yeah, it's going to come yeah. across as, like, uh, why are you asking me these things? Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's so interesting, but he's so genuine. And I think even though he can come across as judgmental, he doesn't. he's not being judgmental. Judgmental, you know I mean? yeah, it's just his way. He just really wants to know what what the fuck the hell you're doing this for yeah basically (laughs) what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) and he means it with all respect but what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so there's this guy in the back of a police car um he's being arrested for possession of the meth or whatever and i think also intention to distribute or whatever the charge is and he's saying that like um he's done all the drugs and he was like fine but like once he did meth like that was it it was over from then and Whoa. I don't think I don't think people realize how addictive it is because like even like R.I.P. D.M.X. Yeah, everything that I've heard about D.M.X. People say that like he was when he was fourteen he was smoking weed but whoever it, his mentor was laced it with um, with crack or meth or something and mm-hmm. that's how he got addicted to it. So it wasn't even like he went out and was out here trying to look for meth. But on the then streets. we were, we were having this conversation yesterday and I was just like. Is it really the case that, like, the second you, like... So if the second you smoke crack or um, Mm. meth or whatever, that, like, you become addicted immediately? Or because I feel like with stuff like cocaine, it's like you become addicted because you continuously use it. But is it that second you you have it? But then do you continually use it because you're addicted? And this is the thing. I was asking myself the same question. Like, is it a thing where, like, you just, like, one kiss is all it takes? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it a thing where it's like, okay, cool, you just... You have it and then you're addicted. But, like, maybe, though. Maybe. And, like, you really try mm. to take that risk and find out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because even with DMX, I was saying, like, if it was laced, he wouldn't have known. So how did he that's know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. But then it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's I feel just... like any drug that messes with your, like, um, chemical, that's whatever, what is do. very... That no, literally like... any drug, it messes... It... Drugs change. Not weed. They have... Weed is... Isn't weed more, like... I don't know how to explain it because, like, it's not, it's not in your bloodstream, is it? No, but any no, but any drug, yeah, it will get into your bloodstream. Oh, okay, well, I don't know. Any, yeah. any drug, literally, even if it's alcohol, even if it's ibuprofen, like, any drug is going to change something in you. That's the whole point of the drug. Even if it's a legal drug. Mm. Like, it's going to, I think, I think things I just, like meth are dangerous because they're stronger or they're more oh, potent. Okay. But the things that I just, I just feel like the addiction to, like, cocaine or any of those substances is based off of, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's about bloodstream. It's based stream, off but the there's... high that you feel. 
yeah, like there's something about it versus I think literally like you, you are, you know how you become addicted? You can become addicted to sugar because mm-hmm. like you crave it. I think that's what you have with like cocaine and stuff where with stuff cocaine. like weed is different. Like the, the, I don't know, but yeah, that's what I've always thought anyways, but I might be wrong. Any yeah. like chemists or whatever, feel free to, pharmacists, not Jump Dan Schneider. In. Dan oh. Schneider, please. This Just, is Dan no. Schneider. um yeah so i think addiction we learn is like it's it's like it's an illness yeah i feel like it's like a disease but it's just that this particular disease makes you more susceptible to crime i think friends are looking at me somehow like she doesn't agree had your wife had your kids no um do you know i found this documentary really tough because i understand that addicts are require help yeah and not, um, what's the word? Incarceration. But I think sometimes when you look at the devastation the mm. addiction causes, and obviously I've never been addicted to anything. I've never been around anybody. Just, uh, that's just like morphine ad- that one time. <laughs> when was that? When was when you had your appendix taken out? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I remember saying, like, I, re- I could easily see how people become addicted. But yeah. And also, like, I've never been around people that are addicted to... Um, stuff so i don't know the intricacies of this but like watching it you're just like bro like can you just stop but i know they can't but sometimes it's and difficult the thing. it's difficult to feel the sympathy you want to feel at whereas like if somebody had like cancer or something you immediately feel sorry for them and anything that comes of it you can't okay but then what if them. they okay but then what if that person has lung cancer because they smoked 10 cigarettes an hour for their whole life you still will feel like, oh, it's shit. Like, you have cancer. That's really sad. But even though you probably increase your chances of having cancer because you yeah. smoked all those cigarettes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we don't see it as... We literally all see it as crim- like criminal. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So, I don't know. This documentary, like, I... Yeah, it really made me reconsider a lot. I guess it's because you make... Either way, you make the choice to take the drug. Yeah. Yeah. So you make I think the choice to, 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 to smoke and get lung cancer. You make the choice to eat all these burgers and then you get diagnosed with diabetes type 2. But then it's like, because these things are acceptable diseases and are like, okay, cool, loads of people have them or like you're more likely to meet someone with diabetes or with lung cancer, whatever. Like, they're more socially acceptable diseases to have. Whereas because mm. addiction isn't a disease, you don't get arrested because you've got diabetes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and you robbed a Snickers from a store. Like, you don't, you don't get arrested for that. Mm. So I do think it is like an actual disease and if it's addressed as such things would change but yeah I think there is a lot of, there are a lot of people in this talk that I'm just like mate like sort it out but then also yeah then also they they slash they can't slash don't want to yeah um so this doc is basically Louis our babe meeting different meth addicts and him trying to understand the addiction which is really interesting because like he's trying to understand and obviously he cannot understand because he's not an addict so he will never mm. understand it's like we will never understand like Maybe we'll be able to, you know, sympathise with the situation, but we'll never truly understand what it's like to be an addict unless we mm. ourselves became addicts. Um, so we're at this rehab facility and they're all singing. Yeah, trust me, it's a free aqua. Um, they're all singing really badly, but they're singing, okay? Um, they singing. And many of the people there are sent to this rehab centre, I think it's called like Westlake or something, mm-hmm. as an alternative to jail time, which is good. And it's like, okay, cool, yeah. this is rehabilitation, right? So we learned that there's been a rise in women becoming addicted to meth. 
Mm. Um, and this is particularly worrisome because they're more likely to have like wild sexual encounters um, which then can lead to pregnancy and not just yeah. pregnancy, multiple pregnancies and crack addicted babies. Mm. So loads of the women in the centre have multiple children. Like they've got bare kids, like five kids here, four kids there, like just hella kids. Um, which like, maybe kind of makes good. childbirth like less painful. And that's what I was think? literally just about to say. I was literally about to say, well, you know what? That's one positive because they probably don't remember or feel the pain yeah, of or the birth. Feel the pain. So, oh Honestly, my gosh. I'm not going to lie. If only. Did you see, you see that, that video thing about the girl? Oh, the belly. The black summer? Tell me. Oh, oh my I gosh. This. So there's a video, yeah, on TikTok. No, yeah. but I'm so scared. Like, I... literally. Okay, no, let me explain to the people then. If you haven't seen the video. So there's this girl. She is pregnant. Well, she's not pregnant anymore. She had the baby. She, her skin color, like she's probably, she's darker than, she's darker than Forens, okay? But lighter mm-hmm. than me, right? Yeah, she's probably like maybe Chris Brownie kind of color. Yeah. Right. So then she has a baby, right? And her mm-hmm. tummy is dark, her, her tummy is darker than me. So her tummy is like, I'm trying to think who I can compare it's it like to. It's like maybe like duck, like ducky thought. Yeah, but it, yeah. But it's a, bit, a little bit lighter than. But it's the complexion of the stomach is not. It's it's, it's nothing yeah, I've it's ever not seen brown. before. It's not. It's yeah. It's it's like it's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But either way, you can Chris Brown and Ducky. They're not the same color. Yeah. Yeah. So her body, most of her body is Chris Brown, and then the rest of her her stomach is just is Ducky, and that's because of the pregnancy. And she's yeah. just like dancing around saying, "Yeah, I hope it goes back." At first, when I saw her, I thought she was wearing like a vest, a two tone like top, black waist. Yeah. To- I thought um, she was wearing a waist trainer. Yeah, literally, yeah. when she was like, I was like, wait, what? What? I've decided I'm no longer saving for a house. I'm saving for a surrogate. People were commenting under and they were like, oh, yeah, this happened to me. Oh, yeah, like I had to like bleach my stomach. Oh, yeah, this was around for like six months and it still isn't a hundred. I was like, excuse me, what? And yeah, I don't know. This is scary because there's so much. Your teeth falling out, your hair, your this, you know, your that. I, I literally was talking to one of my patients on Saturday, yeah, and I was just like... I was like, because she was talking about, I don't know how we start talking about babies, but anyway, she was just like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but everyone says they're like a blessing and stuff. And she was like, yeah, but like, she's like, my teeth were perfect before I had kids. And now I still struggle with, with my teeth. And that only happened from when I had kids. What does she struggle with? I don't know. I think she was saying that like, they're, they're just not as strong as they used to be. And, like, she has, like, problems with them. It's Okay, this is how it started. I was asking her about health conditions and stuff, and she was saying how she had gestational diabetes, which is quite common. Like, women get diabetes while they're pregnant. And she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was fine after that, but then, like, my teeth, like, I've, now I have problems with my teeth. And I was just like, I was low-key kind of scared to ask. Those soft teeth remind me of Michael again when he had to dip his food into the wine because he had But, yeah, so I'm just like, with this whole baby thing, like, I'm not going to lie, like, this whole, oh, yeah, once you hold them, it's fine. I don't know that I believe this. And as I time do think goes by, do. with every passing day, I just think if that if this child makes one misstep, I'm going to be so mad. Look at my tummy. But then, look at my tummy. Yeah, but then you chose to have them. This is why I always come back to you. Know the risks, and you chose to do it. So, no, but no, but most people don't know the risks. Do you think that she, if not for that video, would I have known? I would not have known because nobody that, and that's another thing. I don't know anybody that's ever had any of these issues. My mum like bore three children. I was born naturally and she, the only thing she had was like morning sickness. She had preeclampsia with one of my sisters, but that wasn't like, it didn't have any changes to like her body or anything. Like she was fine. Her hair is fine, her teeth, everything. Like her sister-in-laws are the same. Like all my cousins, their mums were fine. 
So I think okay, because well, I didn't know this happened, I still have like romanticized pregnancy. And I choose to believe that I will be like that glowing pregnant woman. Amen. I I'll be so tired, but I'll be glowing. And my I hair will so. somehow be thicker and longer. And Amen. Amen. I pray. I pray. I pray these things in Jesus' no, name. No, I need it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, right. So crack addicted babies. That's where we were. Um <laughs> Oh my god, literally in my notes, I'm like, speaking of which, did you see that TikTok of the women's song? <laughs> yeah, wow. We did it, so, Joe. We did it, Joe. So this um facility, this Westlake rehab facility, um, it can house just under 300 adults and just over 50 children, which is quite a lot of people. It houses men and women as well, by the way. So we meet the deputy administrator of the facility. Her name is Lynn Pimentel, uh, and she's explaining the pathway to addiction. So the pathways for women are very different. Women's pathways to addiction tend to come through relationships um, to develop a connection with another human being. Men's pathways... So a husband or a boyfriend... Boyfriend, husband, father, a molester, an abuser. 95% of the individuals, the women that walk in here, test positive for mental health disorders, either depression, anxiety, compulsive behavior. 85% have been a victims of sexual, physical, or emotional abuse. Men know who their enemies are who want to hurt them. They're gangs, or they're the police, they're enemy in war. Women tend to be abused and, and hurt by those who say, I love you. So it's very crazy-making. And I think this is really sad. She's like, women usually um, get addicted through relationships. And she says, men know who their enemies are, you know, the police, gangs. But women are mm. often hurt by those who are supposed to love them, and that is crazy-making. And I was like, this is actually kind of true. Like it's whenever someone true. describes their ex as crazy or like, oh, I've got a crazy baby mom, like to me, it's such a red flag because it's like, yeah, it's like, what, what did you what do? What is the betrayal? What is the betrayal that led to this crazy? Even mm-hmm. if you were not the source of the betrayal, right? What did she experience before that she brought with her in this relationship that yeah. led to that? Do you get what I mean? Like I'm just like, it's crazy. Like the way she explained it, I was just like, this is so wild. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Whew, Chile. So we meet Santika. Um, mm. Also, there's no lower thirds in this documentary because it's really old. Yeah. So I really need but I like applause it. for remembering it's these less, names. It's less stress. Okay. You just hate them right. <laughs> Yeah, I do. So Santika was a meth addict, but also she was a manufacturer. This is Ka-ching. about her points. Mm-hmm. Trust me. So she's been in, in prison a few times and she's at the facility for, on a 30-day stay. Um, she's basically been using meth for like pre for fifteen years, like on and off. Um, mm. she said that she used to snort it, but then she you know she didn't really use it that much. It was like here and there, but then when she started smoking it, she was like it was just like smoking a cigarette. Like she that's how often she would do it. Like imagine going for a smoke break, but it's meth that you're smoking, mm. which is just like wow. Okay, that's a that bit is crazy. Crazy, no. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, she tells us she'd go on these like meth binges. A lot of them say this actually. She'd go on these meth binges, and there was a time where like there was a two week period where she didn't sleep. She was just getting high. She just didn't sleep. I'm for surprised two weeks. she's alive though. Right. She has five children, all girls. Four are with child protective services, and one is with her dad, aka Santika's boyfriend, who is also an addict. No, I didn't get that impression. I think one that one has a different dad. No, but the dad is her boyfriend. The dad is Santika's boyfriend. I, I, well, what I understood was that for the one that's with the dad isn't the one that's isn't Santiago's boyfriend. Am I making sense? So I don't oh, think. Oh, no, I thought she was. I thought he was. No, I don't think so. Especially like when we link into later on. I think that fourth baby has a baby daddy that isn't Santiago isn't with. 
Oh, because I thought she said, oh, like, her five girls with their dad. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm still with their dad, but he's an addict. Oh, I didn't know that she said that then. Yeah. Anyway, either way, he's an addict. Either way, that is crazy, yeah. And, yeah, CPS. So we meet Carl. Carl, I think, is a very interesting... And Carl is the reason why, like, when Forens was saying about, oh, like, you know, fix up, look sharp. Like, Carl, I think, is maybe the reason why, because he injects meth injects you know like he's on it yeah mm. when you start bringing out needles and shit i'm like you're really on your craft like you really yeah that's what i'm saying like it's really <laughs> like you're really to, on it i honestly believe that it's one thing to smoke a drug or even sniff it but when you start injecting you're really like, like yeah like i want this increasing in the risk of quickly. infection oh. there's just so many more like things that can go wrong do you know what i mean like you can yeah. catch the aids i mean any like it just any infection anyway Hepatitis so CBD. He is <laughs> he is um injecting about a hundred dollars worth of meth a day. Um, which I mean just financially just seems I'm in the wrong profession. I Because mean, if you're selling that then you can make it though, you can make it yourself if you wanted to. So find your yeah, market. I, I mean, again, for colleagues listening, no, but I did actually want to Google it, but I was afraid the FBI were going to find Google me. Just... It. Yeah, because I, I was going to Google it because in this documentary, they made it seem like it's so easy, like you can just make Yeah, that's what they make it seem like, oh, you just do it like you do like fried chicken. I was like, I oh. think you can though. I think you just need paracetamol. That's why you can only buy like two paracetamols at a time. You oh, can't buy really? hella. Yes, I think you use paracetamol or ibuprofen, one of those things. I don't know why I had this impression that you cooked it from, um, Lord. Uh, oh God, what's that thing called? You know, the car, the thing that goes into your car, the, um, Window cleaning Petrol. fluid. What? I think Why it's because... Think that? No, that's what they used I to... Think... No, antifreeze. That's what they used to kill people. No, not antifreeze. You know the stuff that you put in your car, the windscreen wiper? Yeah. The washer yeah, fluid. That's not... Yeah, that's not antifreeze. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was made from but that. But you know, I think that... that... Because in Breaking Bad, it was blue. And um, that stuff is blue. So I was like, oh, it must be like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the other ingredients are, so maybe it is. Maybe, maybe. household items you can just use and just be cooking meth nah, I'm gonna, alongside your So you your can't Google how to make it? You can if you want the FBI to come after you. I'll do it with my sister's laptop. They can yeah, take her. On. No, but you have, to do, you have to use a different IP address, so you have to go to, like, an internet I'll cafe. Go to, like, a uni. Oh, an inter- oh yeah, good. You go to and wear a disguise. Um, and then let us know on the next episode where we bait out that's exactly what we did. Um, so, yeah, he's been... <laughs> He's been married for 25 years to a lady called Diane. Um, she also uses, but she smokes. She doesn't inject. So there you go. They've got five kids, five sons. Um, and all the sons live with Carl's wife's brother. So Diane's brother. I love uh, my sisters, but I am not taking on five boys for nobody. That is I'm not crazy. Doing that. I'm not and doing that's, that. And that brother probably has his own kids. Do you know what five boys is, are? It's crazy because it's like, ugh, obviously, I've just said that you know being an addict is an illness and it is it very much is but it's not like you have cancer like i know i'm literally contradicting everything yeah. said, but it's not like you have cancer and you're bed bound mm. or you can't whatever like oh do you know what maybe it is like that and that's the point that's that's no, that's the point no. that we have to can we just be no 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 because no <laughs> can we just be honest about the and also guys you need to watch this documentary so you in this situation i think in their yeah, case in this specific in situation case, no yeah it's true in their case because the, the thing is they're quite high functioning addicts. I literally had them as high functioning addicts. They, they are, are both in school. They're I, I want, guess what the guess what Diane is studying, yeah? Diane is studying to be a drug counsellor. And she's giggling Sorry, about how she still uses. I'm, I'm listen, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back, let me go back, let me go back. So <laughs> the kids are with the sister. Rewind. Okay? Rewind. Um <laughs> 
kids are with the sister. Brother. Okay. The brother. Kids are with the brother. <laughs> and so Louis asks Carl, like, if he feels like he chose drugs over his kids. And he's like, no, he chose his love for his kids um, over the drugs because he doesn't want them to be around the drugs. Now, hold on, Miss Mamas. Wait, wait a minute. Because what are you even talking about? Like, so clearly, like, I know it's like almost like rudimentary or whatever, but like, if we like literally one plus one is two, like, you could be off drugs and have your kids, or you could be on yeah. drugs and not have your kids. And you chose to be on drugs and not have your kids. So, yeah. which did you put first? This is why, ladies, we need to be careful who we allow into our wombula area. Is it though? Because she too is the same as an. Yeah, actual. but. This couple, I think, were made for one another. Like, I think they're no, equally yoked. I think, I think they, they are, are yoked. self destructive and they are in love with their self destruction because we'll go into it more. But I feel like had she chosen smarter, she would not be where she is today. But then she likes to be. She, she's happy where she is. No, she's not, you, but she said she wasn't. But she is though. Her actions state otherwise. I think she just loves him, so she stays in the nonsense. And he loves her. And so this sometimes like, you're like, so far into the shit, like you can't even see the the sunlight. So then you just have yeah, to. Yeah, 25 stay there. years they've been together. Exactly. So where's she finna go? <sighs> to rehab. Westfield. Carl makes a statement that I don't um, really agree with because Louis actually suggests rehab. Have you ever thought of going into West Care? You know, they have these um, inpatient uh, facilities. Like, uh, the thing about, I don't uh, rehab stuff will not do anybody any good that's not already ready to quit. And if you're already ready to quit, you don't need rehab, okay? Rehab can't help unless you're ready to quit. And if you're ready to quit, then you don't need rehab. And mm. although I do think that, like, rehab won't help unless you're ready to quit... Yeah. I feel like... Like... <sighs> you can't like, just quit. If you're ready... Yeah, exactly. You can't just quit. Like, if you're ready to quit, then rehab will help you. It will give you the tools the to tools, be effective yeah. in your quitting. Do you get what I mean? And to stay yeah. clean. Yeah. But, like, that's the problem. Like, I feel like people just think that, like, oh, just stop. Like, even people smoking normal cigarettes can't just stop. stop you think it's yeah. a whole crystal meth that's up? Even me eating Harry Bros, I can't just stop. You think it's crystal meth that I'm just going to be like... I stopped eating them. No, I'm back on, I'm back on the... I'm Good back on the boat. you and the dentist. I'm back on the boat. No, 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 but I've actually been, like, brushing my teeth more now. And also, I've got my electric toothbrush, so... I don't I am hear anything about... About cavities. Fam, no, it was 500, actually. It's five hundred grape. I just think, wow, that is like a coach bag, and then if you go twice, couple coach bags. (laughs) If you go twice, then that's like, what? Like you're almost that that YSL or Prada. No, the five hundred was for everything. Yeah, so if you go twice and pay five hundred, that's a grand. Oh, is it because I'm undoing all the work that they did? Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? Money comes, money goes, isn't it? Life is for the living. <laughs> so we meet Leanne. Leanne is at the rehab centre for the mm-hmm. fifth time. She also has five kids. This is what I'm saying. Like, everyone's does, does, does meth make you fertile? I don't get it. It's true. It's true. Maybe it increases fertility. Because, because they all have hella kids. Hella kids, yeah. Women as well. Yeah. So um, all the kids have been adopted. Um, she's in a new marriage. She got married about a year ago. And mm. she relapsed the night of her wedding. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie. The way that weddings seem mad stressful, I do not blame her. Like, she probably was just hella stressed. Hey, 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 like... don't say this to the latest bride in town. <laughs> yeah, but are you not the one? Who, who, where am I getting this whole stressful information from? It's a lot of stressful planning a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a little crack would help. Do you know what I mean? Don't tempt me. 
<laughs> Sick girl, don't tempt me. Um, yeah, so she runs away on the night of her wedding and doesn't come home for three days. Guys, if wild. any of you have watched Love... The reason why I'm not surprised is because there's this show called Love After Lockup. And, like, there's this guy and he goes and he marries this woman straight from prison and they get married and stuff like that that night. Like, when he's first met her, she's straight from prison. And mm-hmm. that night, like, she st- steals... This guy spent literally everything <laughs> he has on this, like, going to pick her up from the... Um, the prison, the wedding, mm-hmm. the hotel, the car he rented, his airfare, everything, yeah. And then the morning after the wedding, she steals his um wallet and the Stop car it. and, like, goes on, like, a drug binge. Stop it. No, yeah, seriously. His dad has to, like, fly and pick him up. And, like, this guy's a little weird anyways. Like, he doesn't seem like he should be getting married. But either way, yeah. So are they married now at this point? They're still married because she went to prison after she... Because st- she pr- violated her probation in so many different ways. Yeah, of course. So went, like, <laughs> in, in every ways. way possible. <laughs> so she went back to prison and then she came out and they're back together. Oh, they're back together. They're still together. And so this is what I mean. There is someone for everyone. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There is. Don't give up hope out there. It's not me. Y'all be safe. Yeah. But, but do, do you... Let the crazy be with the crazy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, she doesn't come home for three days. So there's this session where there's, like, people in rehab. Um, they're, all, they're all in rehab, the same rehab centre. And their family members come. And I think it's just, like, a space to, like, air out how you feel and stuff. But it's, like, in front of everyone. Like, Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And it's just really invasive. Like, I just don't feel like these conversations need to be had in front of a room full of strangers. But then also it's kind of, like, I guess holding you accountable a little bit. But I don't know, still, I don't really get it. Like, I was trying to understand it, but I don't really get it um this is above my pay grade literally like it's it's crazy They're, like some of them are really going in on them like how it affects them and stuff mm. but we see leanne's exchange with her husband and like the guy just seems so hurt like it's really sad yeah. like but they make up you know and he hugs her and stuff and just like i really love you and i'm just like again someone for everyone like someone for everyone literally someone would that will love you through your meth addiction like that's what you need that's what you deserve do you know what i mean yeah. um do you remember santika this is why if I speak... Yeah, Santika's a meth okay. user slash manufacturer with five daughters, but one is yeah, with the dad. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So now she's finished with the rehab um, and she's back with her boyfriend and her one other daughter. The boyfriend is still using. And, and Santika, she, you know, she's kind of like, you know, I know that he's still using and this could be dangerous for me. This could cause me to relapse. But, you know, whatever. We move on. Back to Carl. Carl is the one with Diane. They've been together for 25 years. He doesn't believe in rehab. That, that Carl... Okay, Mm -hmm. the one who shoots himself with a hundred dollars worth of meth Mm -hmm. every day. Cool. So now Louis goes to their house to kind of just see how meth addicts live. And this is what I mean about him coming across as judgmental, but not really being judgmental. Like, it's like how the other half live. It's like, oh, you do have a television. I didn't expect that. Oh, you can cook. Oh, wow. Oh, you have a kitchen. (laughs) Literally. So um, this is where they're kind of talking about them both being in school. So they're like literally working, living studying the wife is studying to be a drug counselor and it's like you yourself you're not clean how are you going to clean others so how are you they they obviously don't do any i mean i guess she hasn't gotten the job yet she's just studying because i was gonna say do they not do background checks but it's when she applies for a job they'll see and maybe drug tests they need to do maybe they won't even check anything because it's like okay we just assume that you're trying to be a drug counselor like maybe she'll counsel herself and that's her, she'll be her first client and then she will get clean and <laughs> then that will be her story <laughs> and you have way too up. many hopes and dreams I just want more for her man that's it man honestly literally 
if she wants more for herself, she wouldn't be with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Diane, she kind of says, like, she hates not being clean, but she hates being clean. Because when she's clean, yeah. she feels suicidal she feels depressed and she's had a hard life like she's been through a lot like yeah. she tells us how she's turned to sex work before and like he's been there like he would watch the door and this is what i mean like he is holding her back in so many ways because yeah how, if he's a man there's nothing like if you're into like seeing a woman be with other men like more power to you lots do your thing hey ho but you actually pimp her out for money to buy drugs because they use that money to buy drugs mm-hmm. this is someone who had five kids for you this is your wife and yeah. you pimp her out, knowing what it's doing to her, to and buy she's drugs. Been, she's been through a lot in her youth and everything as well. I just yeah. think, not to say that there's an excuse, but, like, it's almost as if for Diane, she's trying to, like, forget, like, be numb. Yeah. Like, be numb to the pain and the experiences that she's had. I also think if she could get adequate help for her, like, mental health issues, then she wouldn't need the drugs. Yeah, I, and th- and so that's, again, that's treating it like an illness and sort of helping with the underlying issues. Yeah. I do think that, like like you said, if she wasn't with him, if she wanted to get clean, she could. Because he's always like, oh, yeah, well, if she if she gets clean, I'll get clean. Do you mm. know what I mean? But, But I yeah. can imagine he's the one that's putting the drugs under her nose. Yeah, well, she tends to smoke, he tends to inject, so they both have mm. their methods, you know. Um, so we are back on a ride along. Um, we see this, this this bit was really random. I wasn't even going to mention it, but then the story unfolded. And then it escalated, like, oh, right? Let me go Bam. back. Literally. I was literally not going to mention it. And then it really escalated. Yeah, and I was it like, just went from zero to 125 yeah. in literally 0.2 seconds. Literally. So we're back on a ride along and we see this man. He's like high on meth and he has a knife. He's arguing with his sister. Um... They're grown. They're like big people, right? Yeah. This is not like a small boy and small girl. Okay, cool. So the officer is questioning the sister. And can I just say, he's questioning her very poorly. Like, he literally is putting words in her mouth and saying, oh, so are you high on meth right now? So you, you got high, right? And it's like, okay, let her answer the questions. But I mean? she did... I mean, it was quite clear she was... I mean, yeah, but like... I mean, can you question people appropriately? Like, you yeah. just like... Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so... Um, he says... She says that when the brother gets high, he beats her up. Which is like, okay, this is really I thought that was a dispute. weird dynamic, though. Yeah, also. I was like, what? you guys, and this, and this is why I had to mention that they're grown, because it's like, you're not teenagers, there's no reason for you to really be in the same... In each other's... I mean, obviously, like, yeah. yeah, in each other's space, that, but like, obviously, you love your siblings and stuff, but like, I mean, we're grown, I'm not going to be 40 in, living with To the extent sister, of like, you, like, have putting your hands on me. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so then we meet this guy's wife, who volunteers information. She just tells yeah, us... Yeah, but she, she just seems like she's tired. She's over the bullshit and she's like, please come and hear my story. Please. Unprovoked. Unprovoked, she tells us that these siblings have been sleeping together. Not sleeping in the same bed. As in like having the sex. Incesting. They've been incestuelling. Incestuelling. They have. Um, Incestuelingus. (laughs) Incestuelingus. Time out. Time Time out for you. Red flag. Time out. Literally off off Offside. Um, also, yeah, Louis looks disgusted, as do all of us. I mean, all of and us. you too, you listening, you also look disgusted. Yeah. What the, the fuck? fuck? And I literally. cannot emphasize this enough. <laughs> the, the fuck? fuck. <laughs> literally, like... So, yeah. Yeah, the mm. guy, apparently, the way it unfolds, it's like an episode of Maury. The, the wife tells us that, you know, the man kind of tells him, yeah, I'm sleeping with my sister, and that they're meant to be together. And they sleep it, in the same room. They sleep in the same room. But then... <sighs> Again, you just have to know it's the meth. It's the meth. It I, is. One, one will hope that it's the meth. Yeah. 
one would because they're obviously very bonded off this meth induced life they live okay but then does meth make you want to have sex with your sibling is that what it does then is that like no but it just messes with your brain so he probably doesn't even see her as like his sister he's concocted like this his own reality of who she is to him like yeah 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 Yeah, i mean true how can i try and understand the mind of a man who sleeps with it's just yeah it's it's so mm, and we see their faces that this is not blurred out like yeah. you see if I you know street, people, I know who this man is them. yeah so the documentary is drawing to a close now um louis back at the rehab facility he's talking with lynn again um and he makes a good point is it possible that it's not really about meth it's about um severely damaged people people from traumatic backgrounds and that they'll find something to medicate themselves with no matter what um he says it could be that this whole addiction thing is less about mess mess meth okay what's correct yes, <laughs> i mean both, mess, both, meth, are, both, thing. both accurate both um <laughs> less about mess and more about people who have experienced trauma uh finding something to help them deal with the trauma like yeah. whether it's meth or whether it's something else um and lynn yeah. agrees with him and so do i um yeah. he's like okay cool i don't do meth right but like, I might have a bad day or be sad and then I'll order food or I'll buy a bottle of wine, even though I told yeah. myself I'm not going to. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, okay, Molly's is not meth. Do you know what I mean? But Molly's also isn't as addictive as meth. So yeah. if something that's not even as addictive can make you do certain things or like repeat behaviours that you've told yourself you're not going to repeat, how then much more, more this drug, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a bit simplistic to be like, oh, you know, you do meth, go to jail. I think it's like you do meth and then you commit a crime and that's what makes you go to jail. But the reason you committed that crime was the meth. So maybe we look into the meth, mm-hmm. the reasons behind the meth And why it's so taking. concentrated in a specific right. area, for goodness sake. Right, exactly, exactly. Are they like pumping it through the pipes or something? What the Honestly, hell? it's like if you just maybe look into better healthcare, better housing, better employment, then like all those those societal factors that are causing what? people to america not being a capitalist country where people <laughs> are actually taken care of and their social welfare no and then i woke up Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's actually crazy because yeah 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 um but yeah the documentary is actually ending now and we see what happened to some of the people that we met earlier in the documentary so santika back in jail after using Oh, um, and now she has to go back to the rehab program when she gets out for at least she two literally years. used the day we saw her with her daughter like just she after did, that and, and the thing is Louis was like oh have you used today and she was like no I've not used since I got out and it's like, but she yes. said she had she used after yeah the day after yeah I think she had been using yeah I think she'd been using but you know what's my own um, Leanne, she's back with her husband. Uh, we see them at church. Um, and Lou was in there clapping and singing away. Do you know, it was actually a banger. You know that song that's like, I was created to make your praise glorious. It's such a I tune. It's such a tune. Obviously, it didn't sound like a tune because of who was singing it. But like, you know when like, when, yeah. you know what I mean? When they sing yeah. it, it bangs. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Louis clapping along out of sync. He's in I mean, they're all kind of out of sync, but Louis is, is more like, yeah, but like Louis is in his own world. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Leanne is 64 days clean, mm. which is great. Like, she Leanne is with what her I mean. husband. Like, she is like, this is what I'm saying, like, good support system, you know, help, you know. I just, she just, I just want the best for Leanne. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Leanne also wants the best for herself. I'm I like, think she um, does, and I hope she's still clean. Me too. Wherever she is. Um, Carl. Oh, God. And Diane. Um, 
Carl is especially stupid, yeah? Because Carl's like, he says that there's no guarantee that quitting meth would give him a better life. No one can guarantee that. But then he then later on says that, yeah, like, he tried to quit one time. And then was like, yeah, but your life was better. And he was like, yeah. But still... And it's like, he's just the kind of person that likes to be like loud and wrong. And like wrong, he will yeah, be definitely. so deep in his wrongness, but yeah. it's fine. Like he's yeah. not going to step out of it because he's happy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I agree. Is, I think he must have some Nigerian man in him. Like he must. Yeah, there must be a drop. Definitely, but man is man. Do you know what I mean? Like, and That's that true. that is the drop. Mansion. Oh God, I was going to sink. Have you heard that song from Modern Family? Awesome. Mansion lie, mansion lie. Man should love with another man. Do you remember the episode where Cam starts drumming for the Christian um, drummers? <laughs> no, I have no recollection of this. Okay, you need to watch it. It's so funny. He starts no drumming for these drummers and like he's like, yeah, feeling really cool because like, yeah, he's drumming for the drummers and they're like, yeah, cool. He, they don't realise like him and Mitch are a couple. Oh, and then he God. goes on stage and starts playing and they start singing like, man shouldn't lie with another man. <laughs> he's like, wait. But yeah. Um, yeah guys that's the end of this documentary it's definitely worth watching it's an old one yeah um but it's definitely worth watching i think it's interesting because i do think that the the subject of of addiction is complex do you know what i mean and i do think even though some of the people in a lot of the people actually in this documentary are very annoying and jarring i do think that like addiction is an illness yeah and should be treated as such yeah, I would have loved to have seen why, like, explored more about why in this particular area it's so prevalent. Like, yeah. But, yeah. But they did kind of mention just stuff like all the societal things, you know what I mean? Like, people don't have yeah. jobs, people don't have homes, people are, like, living in squalor, poverty. Yeah, squalor. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I would ask what we're doing next, but you're not going to know. So I would tell them, we are doing marked and it's so funny that we should mention that because one of my friends literally messaged me and was like oh you guys would you guys consider doing a documentary about like marking nigerian face markings and i was like are you a witch because we're literally doing that next so um i'm gonna play the trailer for you Mm. um so you guys can you know get into it and that is what we will be doing next week in the meantime between time where can they find us they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at two girls one dark. Also and on TikTok. Facebook and TikTok. We haven't TikTok. We haven't posted anything. Top. I mean, you can still yeah. follow. Like, why would you not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Where can yeah. the people find you? On Instagram at bd on eyewear and bd on eyewear.com. and we can find you at on on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at four ends with two underscores and my other podcast character replay. Oh. Right, I'm going to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, and the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Toodles. Oh, and tell a friend to tell a friend, guys. Yeah, tell a friend to tell a frizzend. Not a frizzend. <laughs> Not a frizzend. Toodles. Right, babes. Bye. Scarification is the act of scratching, etching, branding, or superficially cutting designs, pictures, or words into the skin as a permanent body modification. The origins of these practices are still a mystery. However, they began appearing on African art sculptures dating back to the 1500s. Most popular are the Benin bronze figures. Over the decades, scarification has embodied different meanings around Africa. There are many myths and tales of why these markings exist. For some tribes, it was practiced by royals to signify wealth and social status while for others, it was a form of branding during the slave trade. Many tribes practice scarification as a form of beautification, 
while others link the practice to religion, identity, and war.